You are listening to Masters Cast. Masters Cast, the first He-Man and She-Ra podcast, episode number 23 for Sunday, November 5th, 2006. Okay, thanks for downloading. I'm John Callis, also known as The Shadow. Ooh, I get to go second this time. I'm Katie Percy, also known as Rainbow Bright. We have a sp- and we have a special guest host for this episode because Josh was unable to record with us today. And guest, would you reveal yourself? My name is James Etock, aka Buster Tunes. That's right. Yes. Oh, thank you. I get a round of applause. It's brilliant. <laughs> thank you very much. Only I'm honoured. Only I'm honoured to be. Yeah, I mean, it's, I, I, honoured to be here. Um, and, uh, hopefully, I'll I'll, uh, I'll fill Josh's shoes, um, metaphorically speaking, of course. Uh, you know, as best I can. Yeah, you better do good now. <laughs> yeah, no. <that's> right. <laughs> We're very happy to have you, Buster. Thank you very much. Well, before we get down to business. Um, I just want to mention our show today will be about the new She-Ra DVD release, which is She-Ra Season 1, Volume 1, first 33 episodes of fun. However, I just wanted to mention quickly, before we get to that, that Tom Cito, who worked on both He-Man and She-Ra, has a new book out called Drawing the Line, The Untold Story of the Animation Unions. And I'm almost halfway through it already, and it's really good. So anyone who's interested in some behind-the-scenes stuff how animation studios worked in the United States and all that fun stuff. Does, it definitely does it talk it a lot about Does it talk a lot about filmation? Um, I'm not to his, like, filmation years yet, but um, oh, right. um, oh. Lou is mentioned a few times already, and um, he mentions, like, He-Man, She-Ra, and Fat Albert. So I'm, I'm, I'm hoping to have more filmation later in the book. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right, well... On Tuesday, November 7th, 2006, you can go to your local store or online to purchase She-Ra Season 1, Volume 1, on DVD. It has a nice little pink cover. Yay! Hooray! Yeah. Y'all are nuts. <laughs> Not big on pink, but I accepted it. I accepted it. I'm looking at it right now. It's very nice. I like the She-Ra pose on the front. I always like the fact that Emiliano like uh, takes the style of formation and creates a new pose. Yes, yes. And, and, and does it convincingly enough that you think, oh, that's obviously, you know, just a, a, um, a Xerox from one of the show's cells or something. It's like, mm-hmm. no, it's actually, you know, his uh, Italian stallion in full motion, you know, skills that pay, skills that pay the bills. He really uh, he does, a, he do, he does a very good job, I've got to say. Yeah, it's so much better than using those same, you know, stock poses that were oh, used Oh, God, yeah. The first time I think... Was when he did that um, the Christmas special cover. Mm-hmm. I just thought it was so good. Of all the the you know, it was, it was heavily crowded. But I, I love the pose of He-Man, which was like a conglomeration of different like uh, bits and bobs. Sorry, I'm waffling already. That's okay. <laughs> Buster Tunes is on a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't even start me on episodes. Right, sorry. Continue. Sorry. <laughs> so, Katie, do you want to uh, uh, describe the box and everything that's in it for us? Um, do you want to describe why you have one already, or do you want to get to that later? Oh, we were given a, I'll just say we were given an advanced copy to review, so thank you. And we have a special giveaway, but you have to listen to the end of the show before you find out about that. <laughs> and no fast forwarding. 
No cheating. Yeah. No cheating at all. Wait, what is the prize? Oh, is, is it uh, your toenail clippings by chance? Or... Yes, signed toenail clippings. I had to get a really tiny oh, pen. A really tiny yes. pen. Yes. <laughs> I'll have to put five entries in for that. <laughs> uh, but as John was mentioning, yes, there's a lot of pink, and I love it, love it, love it. Uh, we've got Shira in, as you, you guys were mentioning, a different pose than what she is normally found in. And we, I like it very much, just as you guys do. She's kind of more... How would you describe that? She's not as... Uh, uh, I can't think of a word for that. You know, she's usually got the sword raised high, like, I have the power, or whatever. But here she's a little more soft, a little more feminine. It's just, I don't know, it's really cool. Uh, she's got the sparklies all around her, which I love. <laughs> and we've got a pink spine with Hordak on it, which is awesome. And then when you open it up, you've got that same pose without the Shira logo of Shira. On the back, we've got bow, which I thought was cool because I love bow. Um, a few little scenes from the episodes, and then also in the same style as the He-Man DVDs, you've got uh, like screenshot-looking things from the episodes inside as well, and for little quotes and so forth. And then we've got the DVDs themselves, uh, also in the same style as the He-Man ones, uh, with She-Ra, Cowl, Glimmer, Mantana, Scorpia, and Hornet. Is there anything else? Oh, and the art cards, of course. No, wait, 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 wait. No. Oh, go ahead. Would you just tell us who was who was on the DVDs themselves, the actual DVDs? Oh, I wasn't supposed to do that, was I? No, but uh, I'm, I noticed a mistake. <laughs> oh, go go for it. Go on. Who did I? Oh, it's Catra, not Scorpio. <laughs> Thank oh, you. Oh my God. I'm All right. Okay. Okay. <laughs> my bad. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that Shira was as good as he man. <laughs> Once I watch this set, then I will. <laughs> John's going to um, ask you to lower your volume now, probably. <laughs> <right>? <laughs> Don't listen to Katie for the rest of this episode. <laughs> um, and who who drew these lovely art cards, John? Oh, well, since I didn't tell you that earlier, yes, <laughs> I have that information. The one with um, the first one, which was Bo and Octavio, is Dave Johnson. He has worked on such popular books as Batman and Nightwing. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, my old nickname used to be Nightwing, so I changed to the Shadow. Much better nickname. I, th- I think I vaguely recall that. Was that many, many years ago on the internet? Yes, many, many. I'm very old now. <laughs> old and tired. <laughs> 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 the second art card has our good friend Hordak. <laughs> Uh, Catra, not Scorpia, no. <laughs> Grizzlor, and just a tiny hint of Leech. And that one, oi, it's a name that I can't pronounce. Oh, hum- Humberto Ramos? Thank you. Probably, it's probably nothing like that at all, but uh, that's phonetically, that's how it looks. <laughs> and he's worked on The Flash, Spider-Man, cool. Spider-Man's really popular. Just thought I'd mention that. <laughs> no, no, yeah. Spider-Who? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We don't even know who they are. No, they're not in He-Man and She-Ra. We're like, huh? Uh, (laughs) Webstore's the closest we got. That was it, really. He's much cooler than Spider-Man. Yeah, come on, yeah. Yeah. What's this red costume? (laughs) Whatever. (laughs) 
All right, before we get to some of the episodes on the discs, we got some awesome special features. And I think we should start off with the She-Ra series Bible. Because yes. everyone has like wanted the series Bible since the He-Man one was put on the internet by, I think his name was Busta Tunes or something. Oh, some wacko. <laughs> yeah. Some wacko with a mission. I mean, he had this, yeah, <laughs> had this website and they put that up and like tons of people downloaded it. Um, so... The Shiva one, I liked how it had all those different designs. Yeah, yeah, very good. Very yeah. good. Didn't like the designs. No, no, no. Yeah. not very good. Not very good. <laughs> <laughs> but it was nice that we got to see them. Yes. I thought, I thought one of the interesting ones was how they, I think it was Bo and the character Willowind, and they kind of turned them into the same one, didn't they? Sort of like, they combined the mm-hmm. two, so I think Willowind was... Point. Yeah, Willowind was like the mu- musician, I think, and then yeah. they... They combined him and Bo and kind of got, you know, Bo at the end of it. Yeah. Gave him a, gave him a moustache, job done. I'm kind of glad they didn't uh, <clears throat> use the... Yeah. The, yeah. Yeah, no. Yeah. And I like that uh, Double... Am I right to say that Double Trouble was listed in there as Glimmer's cousin? The, um, I believe so. It's been, a, it's been a while since I read it, but yeah, I, th- I think you're right. I can't. Re- I read so many things and I can't remember which one's... In which documents? <laughs> Brain overload. <laughs> so, uh, that's a one point. I mean, she was one of the earlier releases of the of the action figures, not dolls, of course. And um, she wasn't in the show. Where's Double Trouble? Yeah, that was that was kind of odd. She she was in like the mini comics, and mm-hmm. she she showed up in the UK comics. But yeah, Double Trouble seemed to get the uh, the short straw kind of thing. Filmation does not like the colored green. No. no. <laughs> no green, no green. So everyone who's wanted the Shira series Bible, you got it. So you have to buy the DVD. You yes. have to. Have to. Have to. No ands, ifs, or buts about it. All right. The DVD also includes a full-length animated storyboard uh, for Into Etheria, which is the first episode of Shira. So you can go and compare that. That's always fun. I really like seeing that behind the scenes aspect like you're like oh okay so that's how they set it up and then this is what it looks like it it amazes me how they're able to do that just from you know the little pictures mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> like i can't even imagine like thinking like no no you mean it is when you see like the storyboard especially for that first episode they're, they're vastly different in some places mm-hmm. I, I think i think at least in um a lot of the storyboards for those first five episodes, Hordak is drawn like uh, a Lex Luthor yes, kind of, yes. uh, you know, reject kind of thing, and uh, or very spiky in some places. I don't mean some places on his body, just just very spiky yeah. in general. And um, yeah, yeah, and, uh, and then they, you know, they finalised it towards the end. But yeah, the storyboards for uh, Into a Theory, I think they're by Don Manuel. Very, very impressive. I, I do like that Hordak design. Too bad they didn't use it for someone else. Yeah, I liked it. Nice. Uh, but, um, you know, I can go with the flow. <laughs> You're easy. Our documentary is the stories of Shira, and we have the writers or, you know, someone who worked on the episodes uh, commenting on them. And one of the big themes throughout this and the audio commentaries are they keep mentioning Seahawk. He seems to be the popular kid to talk about. Um, and they keep talking about him because he was something about Earl Flynn movies, which I had no idea what they are, but I guess I'm going to have to go buy one and watch it now. Oh, Errol Flynn was um, like a swashbuckler. You'd often mm-hmm. find him, this is no word of a lie, um, sword fighting on a staircase. That was kind of his uh, 
the, that's the cliche or the stereotype of him. He had um, Errol Flynn, uh, long, kind of a thin moustache, little mm-hmm. goatee, it, exactly like Seahawk. The, the design is obviously based on him. And uh, he'd always, always be a very yeah, swashbuckler, sword fighting, staircase. Search that on Google and you'll probably find it all, you know, all there. That's think. true. <laughs> but I tend not to do research prior to recording oh, for, the podcast. <laughs> forget about research. What's that all about? Takes up too much time. Oh. I knew you would know, so that's why. You know, you, you, you sowed the Busted seeds. Tunes well. is our Google. <laughs> there you go. Oh, that's oh, that, that's going to be on my gravestone. I'm going to make him a T-shirt. <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> our good friend Larry Dettilio, who has been on the podcast, everyone, oh, episode Larry's nineteen. Man. We love Larry. He um, liked the aspect that of Seahawk that they could have a love interest for Adora because they really didn't do that in He-Man, even though you did have your you know, He-Man and Tila moments. Mm-hmm. But um, nothing like the genuine love that there is between Adora and Seahawk. <laughs> <laughs> Which, of course, just puts more points to She-Ra being better written and all. Oh. <laughs> I have to agree with you on that, in that on the love aspect, definitely. I always, I always think the best thing about Seahawk was that... Um, it always felt like the only character ever in the entire series of He-Man Show that could have had his own show, mm. just because he was such a strong character. But that's that's a that's another topic for another podcast. <laughs> oh, what have I done? I've set it up there. He has secrets, folks. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna have to have him back. Oh no! <laughs> I'm surprised Mattel didn't make a Seahawk action figure. Yeah, yeah, because it seemed to fit very well. Um, although I would hope it would have been in the Masters of the Universe toy line, so it didn't right. look yeah. like Bo. Oh. <laughs> Bo, the beating heart, you know, yeah. feature. <laughs> that was one of the best action features ever for an action. Ever, movie. yes. <laughs> I remember when I first got Sweet Bay, um I think this was like, you know, the early days of the internet, and it was like ordering mint on card figures. Paid probably $100 or more for Sweet Bay mint on card, and uh, I should be getting it thinking, why she got such a big perm? It just looked like, <laughs> the, like the cartoon was this very like dainty little female, and the uh, the toy comes. She got this massive perm. I was like, oh, fantastic! That's why I, I tend to think that filmation had much better designs than the actual toys. Yes, especially when yes. they changed them. Or I mean, I don't know. Maybe they had C B first, Sweet B C B. You know, <laughs> like uh, Snake Mountain. It's just so much better in the cartoon. Yeah, That's yeah, so no, definitely. So. Although the toy had that thing where you could talk through the microphone, oh, I am the voice of yeah. Satan Mountain. <laughs> and it just sounded it just sounded like you with yeah. a bad cold. Yeah. It's just <laughs> terrible. <laughs> oh, yeah. My oh, microphone broke. Oh, mine did. Aww. Sad. I'll get over it, though. <laughs> <laughs> One day. Eventually. Still going to counseling. But I never had Castle Grayskull. I actually own... <laughs> what? Someone from the mailing list. <laughs> I, I would echo Katie's, what? <laughs> <laughs> I never, well, I was more, I was more, you know, Fright Zone oriented. Um, but I have, um, if anyone will remember from the mailing list, Turge. I have his Castle Grayskull from when he was a no child. No way. <laughs> oh, I remember David Turgeon. Yeah. 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 Oh, that's what it does. It still says Turge written in like crayon <laughs> inside oh, Castle Castle. I never <laughs> watched it off. <laughs> <laughs> oh my! Oh, memories. The 
mailing list. That's where it was all at. Enough enough respect. Which reminds me, when we're going over the episodes, I have a mailing list memory I need to go over. Uh Uh-oh. Don't let me forget. But going back back on topic, the uh, other special feature, we have two audio commentaries. One is on, uh, well, it's with uh, Larry Dottilio and Rick Gurr. Is that how I pronounce that? Gurr. Grr. <laughs> and that is on the Seahawk. And I have to give credit because I know I had complained about Andy Mangles' hosting of these commentaries before, but he actually helped in this one because he got them back on topic. Oh, did they stray? <laughs> they strayed, which is okay, but um, he wanted you know more, obviously, information on Seahawk and everything. But I, I tell you, hands down, the best part of this audio commentary is um, Rick. He's talking about how the animators or people on staff would would, would be falling in like love with Shira, like kind of like um, kind of like Jessica Rabbit in you know Who Framed Roger Rabbit. You're like, ooh, animated characters can look nice. <laughs> um, and he does this um, awesome voice. He has a very unique voice, which is cool. And he <laughs> he does this whole thing where the animators used to he'd hear them, I guess, from the hallway or something, going like, "We love you, Shira." <laughs> so if anything you must listen to that audio commentary for that part just for that it's yeah. great now the other audio commentary is on king miro's journey which has a j michael straczynski and michael Sw- and storyboard artist michael uh swanigan and okay. that one's really good because jms he really stays on topic he kind of takes charge of the commentary track Oh, I can, I can imagine, yeah. Including, like, posting, like, interview <clears throat> questions to Mike during it. <laughs> but we want to cor- correct a mistake. Dun, dun, dun. Andy asks our good friend JMS, who is not our good friend since he never shows up for the filmation panels in San Diego. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever happened to JMS? Yeah. Um, he... Said that that was the first appearance of, of King Miro. Well, he thought it was the first appearance because they would have brought in, you know, it was a way to connect the two series. But no, as our good friend Busta Tunes pointed out, he appears in He Man in the episode that I already forget. Search for the first, search for the past, right? That's right, yeah. Did I pronounce that right? Search for the past. Yes, yes. Search for the past. For the past, not search. <laughs> yes. Search for the yeah. Past. You sure it's not search for the past? Yeah, search, search for the past. And he still, <laughs> and he still had that whack, weird. Dress uniform with a overcoat. Oh yeah, yeah. He'd been dis- he'd been wearing for like twenty odd years. Yeah, <laughs> it was kind of very worrying. <laughs> and JMS says that King Miro looks like Lou. And then he backtracks a little. <laughs> and says He's he like, doesn't. Oh, Lou has more hair. <laughs> That's what Andy pointed out, and I was like, I don't know if I really see Lou Shimer in King Miro, but uh, <laughs> no, they he does voice him. That's yes. So that's all right. All right. So chock full of special features, everyone. Chock full. A plus to the special features. Although I have to tell you, I would rather see another documentary on there that uh, maybe is some general Shira fun, not just focused on the episodes. That's just me. I'm just saying. I'm just throwing the suggestion out there. <laughs> you could film me sitting talking about nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I'd pay to say that. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> I'll have to rent a little theater and have a one night only. <laughs> maybe when we have, maybe one day we'll have the first He-Man convention. That would be great. Oh, John, on an auditorium, just talking. <laughs> there we go. I, well, then we I could do like the, we, we. Well, I could. 
you know, we can modify that. We could do the live podcast. Oh. Where we have, you know, a panel of people and then people watching us talk. <laughs> we'll give out free free things and that's why they'll want to stay. Ah, oh, like, toenails. Toenails. <laughs> it's all about the toenails. That's where it's at, baby. <laughs> I guess I should remove the, the... I don't paint my toenails. <laughs> what are you saying? <laughs> Wow. John, John and his alternative lifestyle. I've been exposed. <laughs> Once too often. <laughs> we were at the San Diego Comic Con. <laughs> anyway. <clears throat> now, now we're going to get to the, the fun part. There's 33 episodes of pure animated bliss on this set. I have to tell you, is there a bad episode in the lot? No. Uh, the missing axe? Yeah, let's not talk about it. We'll pretend that one doesn't <laughs> exist. <laughs> Sorry, just one that sprang to mind. <laughs> Disc one, my friends, has the first five episodes of She-Ra, a.k.a. The Secret of the Sword, but the way it was intended to be shown, as Larry Dottilio will point out to you. It's not supposed to be a movie. Stop splicing my episodes together, Lou. <laughs> And spelling my name wrong, if you look at the yes. secret of the sword. Larry Dottillo. Dottillo, yeah. Oh, no. I have to say, the first thing I did when the set came in is I popped in disc one to make sure the voiceover spots that Alan Oppenheimer did for the previously on She-Ra, next on oh, She-Ra, yeah, yeah, yeah. and they are all on the first five episodes. I remember when I was watching it on USA Network, because I had never seen the first five or Secret of the Sword in syndication or in the theater, unfortunately. Um, oh. But... I was like, wow, that's cool. And I wanted to tape all of those. And then I accidentally taped over some of them. And it really angered me as a child. Well, in the UK, we never even got the first fight. We had Secret of the Sword. Mm -hmm. But we'd, um, I think they started off with Jewel at Devlin, uh, which makes sense, sixth, sixth episode. So mm -hmm. that was our introduction to She-Ra. You know, She-Ra, no Hordak. No, no, it's just a dialer mug. That was it. <laughs> yeah, I don't like that episode that much. No, it's, it's, okay. it's, it's all right. It's okay. But um, I like the voiceovers, so kudos. And I like how they call it the Sword of She-Ra. She Chapter 3 of the Sword of She-Ra. So <laughs> that's cool. I actually like that better than the Secret of the Sword, I think. The Sword of She-Ra. It's more like, ooh. The sword ooh. Instead of ooh. The, the, the Sword has a secret. Ah. <laughs> it also has an alternative lifestyle. <laughs> 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 Also on disc one, we got Seahawk. So Seahawk appears pretty early. Straight in. We love Seahawk. Great episode. All right. Well, if that's all you have to say, we'll go to disc two. Oh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I can waffle on about it for a good couple of hours, you know me. But no, Seahawk is it's, it's a very, very good episode. Lots of uh, great character development with... Uh, well, it's just uh, it's just a very well written episode. It's Larry Dottilio, isn't it? Who wrote Seahawk? It's been a while since I of course checked checked me credits, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and it's got that wonderful scene where uh, uh, Sven reminds uh, Seahawk that he's sold out to the horde. I think he's, he's sitting on the boat and he's all like brooding and all that. But that's just great moments. Great moments in the episode. Awesome. Disc number Light. two, the Red Knight. Do you think that they originally intended the Red Knight to be Angela's husband? Oh, it's a, it's a, it's a tricky one, isn't it? It's, it's got to be really. It's there's too many hints. Mm -hmm. 
you know, it's like, I feel you're somewhat familiar. It's like, yes, <clears throat> yes, Angela, whatever accent she's supposed to be doing this week. Um, <laughs> oh, no, we forgive Erica. No, oh, no, goodness, I, I, no, I, like I love it. I love yeah. Angela's voice because it's just so you don't expect. It's the same with Caster Speller. Mm-hmm. It's this voice you do not expect to come out. It's like, oh, where did that come from? But, uh, but we like it. Um, but the Red Knight, yeah, definitely. Oh, definitely, they intended um, the Red Knight to be a husband. I mean, I, I, it doesn't explicitly state anything in the script, mm-hmm. but uh, there's too many subtle hints dropped throughout. Now, would know. would you have preferred that the Red Knight was her husband? Uh, other than Mika, Mika. Um, I, I don't know to be honest. I'd prefer, I'd prefer the Red Knight to be revealed to. Be, no, no. I was gonna say I'm lost brother, but that just seems a bit too. A bit silly. I don't, I don't know. I don't, I, um, he can't choose. I, 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 I'm, I look, I'm, oh, you've caught me. I don't know what to do. <laughs> James <laughs> Tuck has disconnected. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I, th- I think it would have been good having, uh, uh, as the husband, but I like the fact that, as with so many things in the He-Man She-Ra um, series, it's just left unanswered. A character Ooh. turns up in his red armor, disappears, the end. What happened? <laughs> <laughs> that was it. I do have to say, though, at least they did bring back other characters, like, yay, Inspector Darkness here again. Oh, but, yeah, gr- yeah, great, yeah. <laughs> but no more Red Knight, but I, I always liked that because I was always big into um, King Arthur. I really liked the movie, you know, the Sword in the Stone. I always end up reversing oh, yeah. it and say, saying the She-Ra <laughs> episode, um, which is why, on a, I'll do a little sidebar here, you all have to pick up Filmation's Ghostbusters when it comes out because they visit King Arthur in one of the first five episodes. And there's um there's a five parter as well in that series. Yes, that's the collectively known. It's collectively known as the uh, Revenge of Prime Evil. Ah. Which is well, that's what it says on my laser disc. Laser disc. That's <laughs> right. Ghostbusters. Wow. What craziness did the world go to in the eighties? I don't know. <laughs> Well, they definitely were crazy because they released Filmation Ghostbusters on Laserdisc. I got. I've, I've, I'm actually starting to enjoy it more and more now with the, uh, you know. But just don't tell anybody I said that. Oops. <laughs> no, it's it's, uh, it's um it's it's actually a really good series. The tagline for this episode will be James E. Talk. I love Ghostbusters. Filmation. <laughs> no, <it> won't. <laughs> <laughs> Damn you, Callis. <laughs> Moving uh, right along, <clears throat> no, what, we're going to skip. Axe? Yeah, no, we're going to skip over the missing axe. <laughs> yeah. Missing axe. Uh, this is the only. Well, this episode, I I will allow you all to skip over. <laughs> oh, you allow them. Okay. I allow you to skip over this episode. <laughs> I, I recommend they do because <laughs> uh, unless you, oh, you need to go to sleep. <sighs> oh, I thought I thought your microphone was distorted. <laughs> what's going on? <laughs> so I'm not liking this. <laughs> So, we'll skip over the. Do you, offhand, does anyone know who wrote the missing axe? No. <laughs> the, the silence speaks volumes. It's that forgettable, folks. No missing axe. Watch, it's written by like Straczynski or something, and we're like, oh, no. His one miss. Yeah, miss. No, but missing axe no. is a. Uh, it's a story about nothing. Yeah, nothing. Ooh, an axe. Yeah. That is, believe it or not, the actual. Yeah. yeah. Can, plot. Can we skip over Laughing Dragon too? Because, uh, yeah, I, I don't, I don't, I don't dislike the episode because it's got the good King, King Gruff, a giant mm-hmm. rabbit, and his rabbit folk. Yeah, 
Meowing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> which about says a lot about the episode. But Laughing Dragon isn't. Yeah, isn't yeah. I'm not big on Sorrowful, and if, I'll say this because if if Josh was here, he'd be like, "Yeah, I hate Sorrowful. Sorrowful sucks." And I'll actually agree with him on that because I always argue with him about She-Ra's cartoon being slightly better, which he sees <laughs> them as one, one massive cartoon series. I actually do that as well. Oh, I do, but uh, that the, <laughs> the She-Ra portion of it. <laughs> Slightly better. <laughs> okay, that's, that's that's fine. That's fine. <clears throat> yes, <clears throat> it's kind of like um, Cheers and Frasier. I understand that. Ah, uh, yeah. Cheer, yeah, yeah. Frasier would start right after Cheers ends, right? But Frasier is of a higher quality. Yes, in my opinion. But maybe agree. that's yeah. Yeah, I'll, yeah. Peril of Whispering Woods. Yeah, I don't know. I don't really like um, Prince Zed. To tell you the truth. No. I don't know. I don't like children characters. It's just like I just don't like. I don't like the whole thing that that episode created. That Hordak is Horde Prime's brother because he says my uncle. Mm-hmm. Um, um, it says, uh, "Is it uh, Prince Z- Prince Zed refers to Hordak as uncle, doesn't he?" Yes, it's my so. father, mm-hmm. um, uh, Horde Prime. So there's that immediate connection. You're like, well, Hordak and Horde Prime can't be related. That's uh, surely that's ridiculous. It's uh, I don't know. Well, especially since in the Filmation cartoon, we don't even know if Horde Prime is human or just a big machine. Well, that's the... Uh, yeah. So I don't know how he had a child. Maybe he adopted. Oh, it's a like beautiful Madonna. story. It would yeah, be. Yeah, like Madonna. <laughs> <laughs> Strike a pose. <laughs> and move to the Prisoners of Beast Island. Which one's that? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm... Oh, sorry, I, are we going to... No, I was no. just going to say, it, it's on there, we don't need to talk about it, we can skip too. It's another it's sorrowful part too, isn't it? Mm. Oh, we should point out that if anybody's just a bit puzzled, though, those that and the Laughing Dragon episodes were swapped around because production-wise, if the order was to stay the same, the Prisoners of Beast Island would have appeared before Sorrowful's first appearance. And that, is, my friends, is why Busta Tunes is on the show, because I'm looking at the actual disc list right here and i didn't even notice that <laughs> you know that, that, laughing that is dragon right, is 12 it? and prisoners are 10 yes went right yes. over my head <laughs> <laughs> no but it's just one of those things um yeah laughing dragon was written at the same time as prisoners of beast island uh, prisoners of beast island i th- actually i think um you know uh, uh, there was the, there was all those episodes that were never made and stuff. I think mm-hmm. one of those episodes got thrown out, and the Prisoner of Beast Island, which was written, went in to the number ten spot. Do you know what I mean? But, but yes. episode twelve had already been written. So but anyway, sorry, I'm not <laughs> getting to a whole production thing there. That's okay. That's okay. Oh, yeah, that's very interesting. Now, King okay. King Miro's journey, which we kind of briefly talked about already, has you know, Grandpa. Grandpa. I mean, it's okay. It's not one of my it's, favorites. It's not fantastic, but um, it's got dark. We like Darkney. I like the mm-hmm. dynamic um, that Darkney brings to it. Mm-hmm. And that is <clears> Inspector Darkney from Inspector the Horde. Darkness, yeah. And I have, um, which is <clears throat> one of the later episodes, The Inspector. I, I, I yeah. really like that episode with Prince Adam and his different colored beard. <laughs> it's a great disguise, you know. Fabulous disguise. What are you talking about? <laughs> I mean... You know, you have a tan or you have a beard. One of the two, yeah. good to go. The last episode on disc number two is Friendship. I actually like this one. I can't is remember it a who surprise? it was. 
No. <laughs> it was it was a good episode. I can't remember who it was. I think it was um I think it might have been Zadok back in the days of mm-hmm. the review site. He said um that I, I might be completely wrong about this because I've watched the episode for a while, but that Lonnie, who's Adora's friend in the episode Friendship, who works for the Hold, her I don't know, actually the more I think about it, the more it's not a great comment to make, but um, uh, the, Lonnie's design was slightly like double trouble in terms of uh, helmet and stuff like that. Um, yeah, I, I could go with that. Oh, you know what? That makes perfect sense. That does. A plus. It does? Round of applause. Why is that? <laughs> no, I could see it because, I mean, she's working for the Horde, right? But she still has some good in her. Oh. Ah, and so you're she, going for and she meaning. and she is wearing a helmet, and we could technically say that you know it looks similar, even though not really. But uh, <laughs> no, yeah, she looks like many faces. <laughs> and she doesn't have you know like a big ponytail coming out of it, and it's not no, green. It's... But um, mm. of course, it wouldn't. So be aside green. from all that, <laughs> yeah. But I could see where they could have turned her into Double Trouble, or they could yeah. have given her that like code name. Yeah. Even though they really didn't use code names, but they, she could have been the first. That'd have been good. Yeah, I don't know what I'm talking about. We'll go to disc three, because he ain't heavy. Yay. Good episode. I love that. I was clapping so, for it, but no one else was. Oh, sorry, I thought, I thought <laughs> that was microphone confusion. I thought it was Katie clapping for it, actually. Oh, because it, it was a dainty clap. Oh. Yep, there we go. We forgive you, Katie. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> No, but He Ain't Heavy is a great episode. It's got um, some... Is it the first one he directs? Yes, yeah, the the, the direct, directorial debut of uh, my, my good friend. Oh, I'd like to say that. Um, Tom Taranowitz, who, uh, who was the guy who thought up the episode The Problem with Power. Yeah. Let's not talk about that, Josh. No. <laughs> Shut up, Josh. That would be an entire <laughs> podcast. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it's, it's, a, it's a great episode, He Ain't Heavy. Um, annoying, I, I'm... Never been a fan of the title, which is just set up for the very obvious punchline right at the very end of the episode, which uh, I guess we won't spoil and let people discover all for themselves. Um, when Adora, when Glimmer says, that must have been a heavy task. <laughs> and you will see the wonderful punchline that follows. But uh, no, it's, it's a great episode with the giant statue built to Hordak. That, uh, they, um, he and Shira throw about. Kind of thing. It's good stuff. Very, very visually uh, appealing. And Taylor appears. Oh, my God. Tila shows up. Yeah, thanks. Uh, Brief, nice. Briefly. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> she, she's in it for a while, and uh, and Adam, you know, her and Adam have a little. Well, actually, they don't have a moment at all. And there's actually, the, I say it's great directing. But there's one poor scene when Adam and Tila are in the palace courtyard looking at the moons. When it shows another angle, they're they're outside of the palace by a good couple of miles. So it's like a. <laughs> Uh, well stuff like that i i really pick out nowadays like i was watching some of the episodes um yesterday and it'll be uh, adora's walking away from you know a building or something so she can go turn into she-ra yeah and it'll be daylight but the stock footage they use will be she-ra behind the purple sky or i mean adora behind the purple sky and i'm like they do that in um a loss for words yeah that must yeah because i was that was the last one i actually watched uh yesterday and that Stuck just really, <laughs> it really bugs me because, I mean, I do get tired of using that same one that's in there all the time with the, yeah. the bluish-green cloud background, but at yeah. least it's daytime. <laughs> but no, no, I agree that they get it wrong. They shove the uh, like Ethereum night sky on and it mm-hmm. just looks really unsettling. 
Um, I think in season two they actually got away from that and they started doing a little, little they started being very more very more great English. Um, <laughs> they, they started being uh, very creative with the, uh, the the initial part when she takes out the sword. They started putting her against actual backgrounds, you know. So yes. Uh, yes. A bonus there. I like that much more. We like that. Yes. We have a return of the Seahawk, which since we already covered Seahawk, we'll skip over that one, but definitely check that out. And now we have a loss for words. Now I have to say, this episode was never really in my top ten. But after watching it again on the spectacular quality of BCI's <laughs> DVD release of She-Ra Season 1, Volume 1 on DVD. <laughs> in stores, November 7th, 2006. I love this episode. It's, it's, it has to be elevated into my top five. Wow. I am just, you know why I love it. I got, I got to go on my soapbox here. <laughs> Hordak is really nasty in this episode. And I don't mean to the rebels, even. I mean to his staff. Is that the one where he does the electrocution thing to Shadow Wave? Yeah, he, he, he's really evil. I mean, he, like, just, like, you know, <clears throat> takes her down, like, three notches. He, like, you know, verbally. He's like, I'm Hordak, hear me roar. <laughs> and you will re- recognize. And then he, you know, smacks her up in that electricity <laughs> thing. And, oh, he's just evil. I love it. He's a... Yeah, no, it's, it's a it's a great episode that one. And it's so good. Oh, I'm um, watching no, no, the um, <laughs> the documentary that, and you know, it, it just doesn't things like this. I guess just went over my head at the time. But you know, it was really about censorship. Yeah. Same with like book burning, which is a little more oh, obvious. Yes. Yeah. But um, <laughs> you know, who Shira had a lot of good messages. Ooh. I'm sure he mended too. <laughs> but i like the little voice bubbles and you know it's just a really good episode i have to i have to totally redo my top top 10 she-ra episodes now well it's funny with the loss for words when um when bci asked uh uh, like us to do the um Mm -hmm. uh the top uh, was it how many was it the the fans could vote for was it like 20 episodes um well it ended up being the top five yeah, five. But what was the from a selection of how many? Um, yeah, like twenty or twenty-five, I think. Something like that. Yeah, um, Alex Hawkey, uh, who's who's done a lot. I've got to sh- actually, I'll shout out Alex Hawkey now, who's done a lot of the work with me on the um, Shira DVDs, like a lot of the trivia and the text and all that. Also known um, as Scorpio on the He-Man. Yes, Scorpio on, on, on the forums. Um, Alex was sort of like we were talking, and uh, you know, Alex had said, "Oh, these are the episodes." And I was like, "Yep, you know, all checks out." And we sent off the list, and you know it's processed, and the list appears, and then Alex was like, "I, f- I forgot all about a loss for what? I think a loss for words didn't, didn't even make the top twenty or something like that." And Alex was like kicking himself, like, "We forgot a loss for words." I was like, "Too late," because that idea. I mean, again, you know, it's, it's quite obvious uh, that a large portion of um, He-Man fans voted on the top five yes, Shira episodes. Quite obviously, um, I'll agree with obviously. I, I can't. This proves how much I've watched the DVDs yet because I'm always working on this stuff. Um, I don't. I, Sweet Beats Home, obviously, and The Price of Freedom, I agree with. But what were the other three? Horde Prime takes a holiday. No, I, uh, I wouldn't put that top five. Yeah. Um, oh, he's putting me on the spot. Sorry, I can't even remember myself. Well, I could go grab the DVD. Actually, it's right here. <laughs> oh, his it voice is getting like quiet. It's a mile away. It does, doesn't it? <laughs> John, come back! <laughs> Help me! He's lost in the abyss. 
Hey, look! I just climbed back up Sky Dancer. Um, <laughs> that was a workout. I gotta take my protein today. <laughs> um, obviously, I'm stupid because the my favorite episode, the Stone and the Sword. Sword, I'd agree with that. Yeah, and blah, of Shadows and Skulls. Yeah, again, I, I, you know, it was um, that obviously got voted because Skeletor's in mm-hmm. it. It's a good episode, but it's not one of the best, you know. But I would have taken um, off Horde Prime Takes a Holiday and put Huntara probably. I, yeah. I, and people argued that well, Huntara, everyone knows Huntara. It was released on VHS. We need to see, you know, they wanted to see these. That's that's episodes. ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, it's like no, this is supposed to be the five best episodes. Because I always thought, I always thought the ten best team was. A fair reflection, I'd say. Again, you know, I think people were a bit uh, critical of um, the inclusion of uh, Quest for He-Man. Yeah, Plundor. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, just going back to that. Um, yeah, Alex really wanted a Lost Words, and so did I. And it's, it's, I, I don't think it would have been voted for, but, you know, it would have been nice. Well, it just goes to show that the voting was fair, because no one went in, tinkered, and magically Lost for Words appeared in the top five. <laughs> <laughs> Although, if we had the chance, we would have done a bit of tinkering, you know. Lost Words, number one. Some espionage going on. <laughs> now, oh, look at this one. It's out of oh, order. Lord. And Busta can explain why, because I, I don't know offhand. But Gateway to Trouble, my second favorite Shira episode ever, is next on the list. Uh, it's in place of Hall Prime Takes a Holiday, which I think was episode 18. Does this have something to do with Modulock? Is that why it's moving? Yeah, it's, it's the Modulock. Uh, Again, um, Alex, you know, he, it was great. I said, uh, you know, I said, obviously, there's the obvious continuity uh, problems with uh, She-Ra, and I, I, I kind of remembered the Velvet Glove, which is Horde Prime's flagship. Mm-hmm. Um, in episode 18, Horde Prime says, "I once had two flagships," and he's actually referring to um, oh, Birds of a Feather, which is later in the series. So mm-hmm. obviously, there's the first swap, and the fact that Modulok um, would appear in episodes prior to his first appearance which was gateway to trouble so again more of a swap mm-hmm. so uh yeah the modulot factor is one of the, the that created a lot of things in the in the continuity list and alex he, pretty, he like sent me three different uh x no uh, word documents with uh, from like uh, an easy continuity change to the craziest continuity changes i've ever seen in my life <laughs> but he, he actually came with one really good one which was um why episode 42, Enemy, Enemy with My Face, appears in this set mm-hmm. is because in that episode, or I think it's, um, I'm trying to remember, I think Hordax, yeah, that's right, this is from just a comment, Hordax says in the Enemy with My Face, um, referring to Mondor, nobody has ever escaped from that dark planet, if, if, I think that's the actual quote, and uh, before, in episode 24, was the Minds of Mondor, where, in fact, a lot of people escaped from that dark planet. <laughs> so Alex said, we'll swap around so, you know, to uh, give Hordak's comments some credibility. I was like, very impressive, you know. Now that, Ooh. I am impressed with. That was really, but like I said, he had, he had like a load more, and I was like, mm-hmm. that's great, but, you know, I, I, I was getting lost myself. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so that's, that's why um, uh, Gateway to Trouble is in position 18. Which is fantastic because it is one. What would have? Because oh, yeah. it, it wouldn't have made this set. If no, they, no, if they didn't have the change. That's right. Yeah, and um, yeah, the, the it's, it's the great, of course, the uh, Modulock leaving Skeletor services. You know, although we'd never seen him actually manage to get into Skeletor's services unless you count his cameo <laughs> in. Um, what's that episode? Here, there, Skeletor's everywhere. He shows up on a monitor next to Two Bad, and it's like, mm, like that, that episode. Yeah. 
Is that with all the working? little skeletons. Oh, the skeletoids. <laughs> sounds like a, sounds like a, yeah, I've got the doctors. I've got the skeletoids. It's like, oh dear. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like a problem. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> now this this episode is my mailing list memory. Oh, oh, there we go. It's gonna be a warm, fuzzy moment. <laughs> all right, guys, gather round. <laughs> the episode is Enchanted Castle. Let me set the scene. 1985. John is watching She-Ra in syndication. They frequently air a She-Ra commercial. Oh. Has this chick in a green, you know, dress in it. She-Ra's flipping around, you know, and then boom, they put that red um, tarp over her. Mortella. Now, this image sticks in my head as a child. And I'm like, I've never seen this sequence in an episode when I was a kid. So I would always kind of look for it because there was the same commercial they would air over and over and over again. So it's embedded in my brain. Well, I had never seen the episode in syndication oh. or on the USA Network. So shortly after being on the mailing list, I remember one of the first questions I posed, I was like, or posted, excuse me, was I described the scene and this guy named Busta Tunes answered my question. Did I really? Oh, I actually I actually don't remember that. <laughs> well, I wouldn't expect you to, but... Oh, no, no, no. In, in terms of um, the mailing list days, I wouldn't have even professed to really know much about um, Shira, but I, well, I, I had... Uh, yeah. I remember you were like, well, the closest I can think of would be the episode Enchanted Castle, ah, um, with which has Mortella, who yeah, does wear green, or something yeah. like that. And um, so oh, I was... Actually, yes. I went through my tapes. Yeah. Oh. So I went through my tapes because I had, I think at this point I had, I had just received all of the She-Ra episodes um, on the VHS tape from various trades. So I was going through them to try to find the episode. <laughs> it's been racking my brain since 1985. Oh, no. And uh, then I, I watched it and I was all... 1985. <laughs> <laughs> now, you know, I don't have the music rights for that, Katie. <laughs> but we'll allow it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so that was my that was my mailing list memory. I've got so fireworks cool. going off in the background. Is that going to affect the uh, microphone at all? The what? Can you hear that? No, I don't. Fireworks going on in the background, obviously. Well, why are oh, there fireworks so going on? Oh, oh, are we going to talk about that as well? Sure, why not? <laughs> um, it's Guy Fawkes night. It's, uh, well, no, actually, no, it's not. What is the date today? Uh, the 5th of November is Guy Fawkes Night, where lots of fireworks go off, and everybody goes, ooh, ah, ooh. Or do you guys call them firecrackers? No, we call them fireworks. The fireworks. Yeah, yeah, fireworks, right, okay. We tend to do yeah. them on the 4th of July, Independence That's Day. That's right, yeah, Independence Day, yeah. Which actually got mentioned in a He-Man episode. <laughs> a little, little, little tidbit there, ooh. trivia. He's just full of, filled of, filled, full of, full of, yeah, <laughs> it's full of that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're so bad. Uh, the last episode on disc three are, is Three Courageous Hearts. I'm, I'm okay oh, with the episode. It's, it's all right. It's, it's a fun episode if you like the, uh, the sidekicks, you know, being and the I, stars. Yeah. And, so, oh, sorry, sorry. No, go ahead. I was just agreeing I, with you. I was just going to say um, a lot of uh, House of Shakoti Part 2 background reuse and character reuse. Ah. Um, the, uh, the Darklings appear. Shakoti's Temple appears um, in the interior of it. And this is because Rob Lamb, who storyboarded Hashikoti Part 2, storyboarded Three Courageous Hearts. Ooh, the connections, folks. The little connection. <laughs> Katie's oh. just sad Flowers for Hordak isn't on this set. Yes, I am. <laughs> I, I, I love Flowers for Hordak. 
Yay! That'd be that'd be on my top ten. Ah, Buster's awesome. <laughs> oh, no, it's, it's it's a great it's a it's a great episode. La la yes, la 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 la. It's that's it's a it's a great 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 episode. There's a Just song for you to record, Katie. <laughs> ah. Big techno remix of the. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> Oh my goodness! I may just surprise you one day. Oh, no! Well, now you need to have it ready. Actually, yes. All right, audience, we're putting her on the spot. She has to record a remix of the La 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 song from Flowers for Hordak that we can use when we review the set that contains that episode. Yeah, I'll be I'll be happy to send a good couple of MP3s in your direction, Katie. Yes, and, please uh, do. You can go to town. <laughs> Hey, I'm, challenged. I'm, I'm holding her to it. Yeah, no. <laughs> and he will. <laughs> <laughs> I'll see what I can do. <laughs> Sadly, we have only two more discs of She-Ra episodes left. I know you all want to do all 93 at once, but... Yes, we do. <laughs> on, on disc four, and we're still going to talk about it, because it is my favorite She-Ra episode, even though we already talked about it on the best of She-Ra podcast episode is episode 21 the stone in the sword boom it's a great episode and why is it a great episode because adora isn't <laughs> because it basically said that adora is is she-ra mm-hmm. more than she-ra is she-ra exactly you know i i like it because it's like the whole you know adam he-man is a, a powered up prince adam he's, he's got he's got adam's personality but he's allowed to be like you know, hi, I'm the hero kind of thing. Whereas with, with Adora and Shira, she's allowed to be the two different personalities, but it proves that, you know, Shira's personality isn't that far removed from Adora's. You know, Adora mm-hmm. can uh, kick some, I don't know, kick some, <laughs> kick some rear end. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, and it's, I just think it's a great episode for Shira and Adora. And the whole Skydance Mountain climb is brilliant, mm-hmm. as, is, mm-hmm. as is the Trials of Adora. Yes, kind of like when... <clears throat> King Grayskull went through a similar thing <laughs> in, the Mike, in the Mike Young show, but when those DVDs are released, then I'll go on another soapbox about him. <clears throat> I really hope this show comes out. I do know. Me too. Good, good stuff. It was. Come on, Mattel. I know you're listening. Most of that will come to buy in the. Uh, has it been released in Germany? Uh, yeah, Germany. I think another country too, hasn't it been? I think I was going to buy them, but they don't think they have the English track on. No, them. no, and it's too much trouble to do the whole, you know, dub it and uh, attach some American audio, English oh, audio. Oh no, no, I don't <clears> have the time. I was going to do it once with Shira. Oh really? Because I did oh, because, yeah. of, because of the French yeah. releases. No, no. Um, yes, yeah, actually, yeah, because of the um, the the French releases. And originally, I had the German um, episode sent to me on VHS in the the remastered quality. Ah. And I was, I was telling, I was talking to Alex Hawkins. I was like, oh, I'm going to do this project, and I'm going to do. It. If I'd finished it, I probably would have just finishing it now, as the DVDs <laughs> come out. That was a pointless task. You'd no, be like, so, oh, um, shucks. Yeah, whoop de doo No, I'm, I'm so you know, happy with the DVDs. That's cool. But uh, sorry, yeah, go back, going back on track to the Stone Sword. It's got the first ones in as well. Yeah, I like the first ones because we never yeah. see the elders, do we? In no. In he no, no. We never see them, no, but we get no, to no. see the first ones. They're hot, hot, hot. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. <laughs> That's yes, great. I, liked that I think that was in the character description. 
<laughs> well, although sadly, what, what's the um? Oh no, you're gonna say the episode where? Actually, the next episode we're talking about, Crystal Castle, has that fire being and kind of looks like a first one. It and looks exactly like, like, like a first one. Yeah, <laughs> it's like oh dear. But uh, that's okay. Next episode, Crystal Castle. I actually used to hate. Why is that um, yeah, go for it. Okay, I kind of found it boring, and I didn't feel that it really played up the Crystal Castle enough. But after, after listening, interviewing my my good I friend did. Larry DeSilio, uh, <laughs> JK and LD <laughs> in uh, San Diego, and he was saying how much he really you know loved it because that was his big you know like uh, you know he really liked that episode. He really liked how Lou did the voice acting for Light Hope in it. Which I actually have to agree after oh, watching it's it. And I was like, wow, this episode is not bad. Why did I not used to like it? I have no idea. No, oh. I, I always thought it was a really good episode. I mean, the, the conversation right at the very end with Light Hope and um, She-Ra is, is fantastic. Mm. And uh, like you said, the voice acting is brilliant. And then you got, of course, bookended by the, the, the very last you know, comment. The Madame Raz thing is amazing. You know, it's, mm. it's all told as a... As like in flashback, yes, or, or, or as a backstory, and it's the whole. Um, it's just the one of the most bittersweet endings ever, because it's like you know it should be a happy ending, yay! And like there's no character love, and Madaraz comes up with this comment, which again let people discover themselves, and it's like oh, you know maybe maybe the war will never end, you know kind of thing. I, so, I like that flashback, uh, as you mentioned that element, because they use that in um, Enchanted Castle too, where they would go back to that's right, yeah, Adora telling Cal the story. <laughs> So I like that because that gives them the opportunity too to do the, the little voiceovers. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Kind so of guide the story along. Voiceovers are good. <laughs> Crown of knowledge. I like it. I, I mean, I, I don't dislike any Shira episode except the Miss. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're too much of a fan. <laughs> <laughs> when you get to twenty nine, you'll know the difference. You're like, Argh. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, <clears throat> crown of knowledge, good. Let's go to enemy, eh, enemy with my face. I love this episode, even though it has a kitchen sink. <laughs> what? She throws the kitchen sink at Shira. This is this is bad. I, I this is the only bad part because what um <coughs> she uh, is fighting the Maylog who has Shira's powers, uh, same strength and heart. And she's throwing things at her. And She-Ra says something like, Well, you've thrown everything but the kitchen sink. And then... Oh, da, 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 da. It's, it's very slapstick, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, that is. <laughs> Can't say I'm too fond of that moment. but uh, <laughs> and, and also, I'm not very fond of that She-Ra throws her sword out from the force field. Yeah. She throws her sword out from the force field to stop that chick, the little girl that's in the barrel because it's all windy, yeah. to stop the barrel. Well, right after she stops the barrel, the wind stops. That's true, yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, so the wind was going to stop anyway. Like, the spell was going to be over. And the girl would have been fine. She was already tumbling a good ma- amount of time. <laughs> You know, but I know it gave them the moment, you know, for the Maylog to be like, oh, pretty hair. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, one would think Shadow Weaver would just continuously use Maylogs, but she doesn't. 
wouldn't you? I could make an army of Shiras. Yeah, it's very uh, just a. And then brainwash them the way I did Force Captain Adora. There's an episode right there. There's an episode right there. Mm -hmm. Well, uh, written by John Callis. Entertainment rights. I am available to (laughs) write any new Shira episodes you wish. I do know proper script writing format. I thought you were going to say, I do know proper grammar English. (laughs) (laughs) And actually, my first lessons. Oh. In script writing, for because of a Mr. J. Michael Straczynski, because I bought his book. I bought that oh. book. I lent it to my friend, never saw it again. That was <gasps> 1997. Aww. I was so aghast. I was like, <laughs> he claims to have lost it. <laughs> Lies. Oh, I, came, I claim to have accidentally punched him in the face as well. <laughs> <laughs> Next time you're on, we're going to have the, you tell... Uh, the story uh, of your moment in the street with your karate. Oh, getting mugged. <laughs> <laughs> this sounds interesting. That could be incorporated a, into a Shira episode. That could be another podcast. There um, you go. You know. <laughs> Small problems. But, um, Big ideas. Yeah. It's uh, Act 1, terribly dull. Terribly, terribly dull. Act two. I brilliant. fell asleep already just thinking about it. Act two is act. <laughs> act two is so good because you've got um, you've got Shira, Glimmer, and Swiftwind all like about uh, two, three inches high, and it's up to Bo to in- infiltrate a horde headquarters. Um, and it's just it's done. You know, it's just it's so funny the way it's done. It's, it's Bo is doing this acting thing, and it's just he's. he's um, <laughs> His horde, uh, I can't remember his, his horde captain name. Is very, I was like, oh, that's very good. And uh, it's, just, it's just got a really nice end to the episode. And apparently in the script, um, Alex Hawkey pointed out to me um, that I think Ratlaw, Ratlaw was supposed to be in it. And um, even, I might be wrong, Modulock. I could be wrong about that. Check, he'll probably say so in the trivia on the disc. So, so check it out. <laughs> I well, like- that sounds interesting that they had a male character using his brains above his brawn. You know. Oh, no, no, it's a rarity on a, it is. a, a Saturday <laughs> morning cartoon. Very, yeah. very cool. One thing to point out sometimes Ratlor can't speak. He just <laughs> rattles his answer to Tongue Lasher, and other times he speaks very slowly. <laughs> <laughs> just a little inconsistency to point out for you. The last episode on Disc 4 is Book Burning, which I kind of find dull, but I like the message. Yeah. It's, it, you don't sit there going, "Oh my god, what's going to happen next?" Yeah, it's like, but, oh, <laughs> it's like, oh, that's nice. Yeah. But the story's done in such a way you're like, "Wow, that's that's very powerful." It's the, it's the whole, um, you know, changing history to mm-hmm. suit the. It's, it's it's a very very well done episode. Um, there are some nice little moments in it, but I think the inclusion of characters like Tongue Lasher and Ratlaw is is just kind of I don't know. It's like I would have preferred characters like. Shadow Weaver and Catcher in it, you know, more and more mm-hmm. assertive instead of just your, your thugs. Yeah. Kind of thing. So, you know, kind of everything. Well, we're in the home stretch now. Disc five The Ooh. Eldritch Mist. I like this episode. I do. It was good. It was good. It's actually one of the first episodes I remember seeing with He Man in, because I think when they showed the episodes in the UK, it was slightly out of order. Mm-hmm. And, um,. Yeah, I remember seeing the Eldritch Mist and uh, attempting to tape it on, on uh, VHS, but uh, failing. Oh, that's another story in itself. But uh, yeah, it was um, 
You needed to be like me, the child prodigy, who set his VCR to tape when he was banned from watching He-Man and <laughs> that's, very, that's, that's talent. What, by your, the power of your mind. Exactly. I know you're coming on at 5.30 p.m. Video starts, yes, master. I, I still have that tape. I do. Really? I do. Oh, I wish I wish I had some of my um, original... Because like, I, I distinctly remember um, uh, this one. The one... The main memory I have of He-Man is that I actually saw the trailer that preceded the show by mm-hmm. about a week, so it was uh, August 1983, and I remember this trailer like almost scene for scene. I you just wish, oh, I wish I'd take that, because then obviously the following week, Diamond Road Disappearance was on, and uh, it's just, you know, you wish you'd kept certain things, but oh, oh well. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually surprised at how well these VHS copies have, have, have held up. Seriously, the quality of them. They, oh no, it's like... Yeah, they look like they were uh, an official release. My my, um, my copies. I'm just like, wow. Why didn't I tape every episode? I've still got the the first three VHSs they released in the UK, which are actually about. It's funny because um, I was looking over them uh, a couple couple of years ago, and I noticed there was like um, a code on the back, and it was actually the date the tape uh, was made it to the streets, mm-hmm. kind of thing. And it, it was actually a week after the sh- um, show had first aired, so it was, this, it was the greatest adventures of all. So they released that in the UK a week after the show had aired on, what was the day? Was it the 5th of September? 83? I was, I was trying to remember. And it was just really weird. So, and the VHS tapes are still very good quality. Yeah. You know, the, great, the greatest adventures of all in, in PAL speed. Um, at, <laughs> uh, at, yeah, this, um, this is just really, really nice quality. I think I have the greatest adventures of all on Laserdisc. I have which one? Which one has the missing scene? Is it the diamond ray of disappearance, or is it power, the, problem with ray. power? What, diamond one? ray, diamond ray, diamond ray. Okay, yeah, I bought whichever laser disc has that on it, so I would have the missing scene. I'm just that dedicated. I know. <laughs> oh, to talk about dedication, I've got like a another. I've got two versions of Colossal Awakes because they slightly altered one of the transition scenes. That's how, that's how overly keen I am. <laughs> there you go. God, I, I see a slight difference there. <laughs> Geek kicks in. <laughs> hey, that's quite all right. That's all right. So can we say farewell to Bo? Oh, I like it. <laughs> uh, which, one's, which one's the... Oh, yeah, the, um, the whole uh, uh, moving the moons, isn't it? And all that business. Yeah. I love, the episode starts off really nicely with Bo teaching Spunky the Twigget how to play the... Uh, is it the flute? The float? Mm, I didn't rewatch this one recently. All oh, right, he's, yeah, I think he's so trying to teach us. play the. That's right. <laughs> you are forgiven. He's trying to teach him play the flute, and um, every time the horde, the horde basically turns up, and it's quite interesting. It's like episode, um, what is it? Episode like twenty-eight or something, and mm-hmm. and they they um, this catcher doesn't actually recognise him. She says, "You, I'm sure you were present at the battle for Brightman." There's that whole thing that. They're still mysterious rebels that aren't, you know, it isn't like, you know, I'm Stratos and I'm Mermaid, Mermaid mm-hmm. kind of thing. They're, they're not, they're not recognizable characters. He's like a rebel. It's like that, that early, a lot of the early episodes, they call them, you know, he's like, Hordak calls Bo a rebel. He calls, you know, come here, rebel and all this mm-hmm. instead of, you know, excuse me, Bo, you know, cause that, <laughs> that kind of thing. It's all, it's all very mysterious. And, uh, yeah, in that episode, Cadge doesn't recognize me. It's this, this nice little fight at the beginning where every time Bo disappears, he throws up clouds of pink smoke, and uh, as the smoke disappears, it turns into little hearts. So that's quite a nice. Little Sounds episode. like a Aww. Katie Rainbow Bright episode. Yes, Katie it would does. love it. I can't wait to see it. 
That's why Katie's going to pick up She-Ra, Season 1, Volume 1, on DVD, this Tuesday, November 7th. Yes, indeed I am. That was my radio voice. That's a very impressive voice, I must say. <laughs> the Price of Freedom. Oh. Good episode. We did cover this on the best of. Anything you would like to add? Busta Tunes. Um, it's, 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 it, it was the best episode, and then I saw Sweet Bee's Home, and then that, it became the second best episode. But in terms of drama, it is easily the best episode. It's just uh, so. Best episode overall. What's that word I used to use? Classic episode. That's what I always used to say. It's a classic episode. Um, now, it's just it's, it's just great. The, bad, the, 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 the thing I, I loved about it, the good guys lose. That was it. That's what I loved. Mm, that's true. Well, they did say on uh, either one of the commentaries or the documentary, I think it was JMS, who said they, you know, they really tried to have a few times in episodes yeah. where the villains would win. Well, it's the whole, you know, they're, they're the, they're the uh, they rule the planet. Exactly. The show kind of, yeah, I mean, even you'll admit this, being a Super Shira fan, that the, the show kind of lost its way, especially in season two. It, it, they, they weren't the oppressed re- rebellion. Mm-hmm. It's all like, let's all go for a picnic. It's like, what about the horde? <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> you know, you've got the old episode, like, don't go to, uh, you know, Callis County, because uh, that's where um, the... Uh, you know, and that's where the horde are. But mm-hmm. you know, most of the time, it's like they, they were free to go wherever they wanted. It's like no, yeah, exactly. it's, it's, it's supposed to be like you know, you know, the whole Germany in the 1940s kind of thing. You know, mm-hmm. a dangerous place. Can you say something German for us, Katie? Um. <laughs> okay. Ick. Oh God. <laughs> so Ick. Oh, God. <laughs> Ick. oh God. I guess you wouldn't be able to say, you know, like we're. I don't know. Never mind. This is going Nine. off. We're going to anger viewer or listeners. From... <laughs> yeah, I know. The whole German yeah. like, listeners will be switching off. <laughs> we meant no offense. No offense. No offense. No offense. Um, hey, wait a minute. There may be a worse episode than Missing Axe on here. Oh, I know what's coming. Play it again, Bo. Razzle dazzle. Poor no, Bo. Not only is George DiCenzo's singing voice hideous, yeah, great, great voice actor, hideous singing voice, that they don't even lip sync the song words correctly. It's, it's obvious that they were going to sing something else. If you look, no, seriously, if you look at Poe, when he's singing, he goes to this gormous expression and his mouth starts moving and he's not even saying the same word. It's like, what was he originally singing? You know, Ghostbusters? I don't know. I think people are just so mortified when they watch or hear the episode that they just they close their eyes and they go, they go take a you know an Advil and they just lie down. <laughs> Pretend it never happened. Now, do we have Erica Scheimer to thank for these lovely songs? I wouldn't know. I mean, I, I she she was primarily the um, the songstress, if that's even a word, of uh, the Hey Man and She-Ra series. So I wouldn't surprise if she wrote it. The, 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 the lyrics aren't exactly horrible. It's just the well, actually that's true. It's the, it's, it's, the, the, <laughs> it's the tone of his voice. It's the tone of his voice. It's it's completely tone deaf. It's like you know, it it's just it's just bizarre. But because what I liked about like an episode like The Minds of Mondo was his singing was supposed to be awful, and he was supposed to be this. You know, oh, Bo's come along again. You know, he's going to start singing at some point. You know, Kalu Kale, your skies have all turned grey. And it's like, get him out of here, you know. Um, whereas the, the one thing actually to play again, Bo, is um, there's a lot of good, uh, I'm going to get all 
techier. But there's, there's quite a lot of good directional moments, especially with um, uh, She-Ra's transformation. Like Adora will run off to transform, and they'll be like they'll cut away, and you'll see reaction shots and stuff. Like there's one good one with Cal hiding behind like a pile of logs, and Adora starts to transform off screen. All you see is the logs light up with this yellow like glow, which is mm-hmm. obviously the transform, and then it cuts into the stock footage. And um, it does that a few times in the episode, and it's um, I, I, visually it's a really nice episode. Um, but uh, you know, but, but with regards to the singing, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> Because, you know, I, I can groove to the song in the Christmas special and the Horn of Evil song. Oh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You guys are just more, you, you're musically, a, you got a better appreciation for formation music than I have. Day comes from now. Oh, God. <laughs> James E. Talk has disconnected again. <laughs> hey, it taught me that good will conquer bad. That's, that is true. Actually, I will admit that. And that day comes from night. Is that how it goes? And harmony is the key. Dang right. (laughs) (laughs) Well, two episodes left. The Reluctant Wizard and Friends are where you find them. (laughs) A sweet title. I like the design of the Reluctant Wizard. Yeah. I like the fact that it's not in the Whispering Woods. It's like in the middle of nowhere. Isn't it in like a desert or something? like a rocky place. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's a nice episode. It's nothing special, but yeah. it's uh, there's a heavy mo- moral kind of thing behind there, isn't there, about the, you know, things on the outside, you know, aren't always what they see, but all this. <laughs> and it's, it's very, it's actually very well done. And Friends Are Where You Find Them, I'd you know, sooner watch uh, <laughs> Paint Dry. I yeah. The, um, <laughs> with uh, She-Ra changing her sword. Is that the one? She-Ra sword to uh, racket? It's like uh, a giant tennis racket. It might be. It's awful. Absolutely awful. <laughs> See, that's why I didn't like when they started taking too many liberties with the sword. With the sword, too. yeah. Yeah. Rope, I like. And shield. Ice maker? <laughs> yeah. It's like ice sword, maker. Sword to that was, that was yeah. the worst one. Sword to ice maker. It's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> the, actually, the, 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 actually, I think the most offensive one was sword to bow. And it's like, well, isn't that bow's job? He's got a bow and arrow. And she was right? got those really Wait. cool looking... Isn't that whenever he was sending her like steel-tipped arrows or something? That's that's she... right. Yeah, that's yeah. a return of the general. When we see her without her crown Tiara. on, Tiara. Yeah, yeah. And she's all adorable. Adora with big hair. Yeah. Big hair. <laughs> that's what that's what I love about. It. If you look at the model sheet for Adora and the sheet, and you like lay one over the other, the only difference apart from the obvious uh, costume is the the face is the same, the hair's the same. Except there's about, I think it's two or three extra lines of She-Ra hair. So her hair does grow when she mm-hmm. becomes She-Ra. Yep. Well, and I kind of think that's why her costume, too, is more, it's a little bit more convincing than the He-Man's change. Because you see oh, yeah, he, his, yeah. his face, it looks exactly the same. But with the with the tiara on, it is a little harder to tell. Well, I'm thinking of He-Man with the tiara now. Oh. <laughs> that's, that's kind of disturbing me slightly. <laughs> Whatever he paints his toenails too. I think I think, I think Prince Adam would be the one to wear the tiara. <laughs> it goes with seen, his motif. I've seen a lot of those videos on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! But um, that is Shira, Princess of Power, season one, volume one, the first thirty-three episodes of Shira. Again, it will be in stores Tuesday, November seventh. Please pick it up. Or if you'd like to order it online, go to masterscast.com slash DVD, and that will direct you to Amazon, and you can purchase it there if you're so inclined, or, you know, 
search around. Definitely get it. Uh, great box art, great special features, although I am hoping for a little beefier She-Ra documentary down the line. But no, I, I really I really enjoy them. Please, more commentaries. I love them. Can't say enough. Uh, Can I just yeah. uh, question one thing? Of course. Is it because there was this thing um, that happened when we worked on the like, last few days of the box set. Is there 33 episodes or 32? Oh, you know what? I didn't even check. I, th- I think it might be 32, and that might be my fault. Yeah, because there's supposed to be 33, but I'd originally said something about the first 32 episodes, and we went into like doing it all for the first 33, so I'd, you know, Alex had written the trivia and the synopses and the character profiles for stuff that happened in um, uh, Talent for Trouble, mm-hmm. which is obviously Orko's first appearance in She-Ra. And, uh, and then it, they were, um, the production house were all through the DVD, and I'd mistakenly already said, oh, it's only 32, so that's why there's only 32 episodes on the first volume. Thanks, Buster. Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> Send your hate mail to him. No. <laughs> um, well, in our defense, the press release says 33, so that's why I went by that. <laughs> no, no, no. That's, that's, what, that's what we thought. It was like, um, I think it was a bit of a big mistake at the end. But um, you get all the episodes at the end of the day. Yeah. Eventually. <laughs> Eventually, yes. And don't forget that you also have the best of She-Ra that's already out, which has the Secret of the Sword on it as well. They splice together first five episodes. You have the He-Man and She-Ra Christmas special. And every single episode of He-Man, the original Woo-hoo! He-Man, have, are out on DVD. So pick them all up. Also, oh, while I'm thinking, uh, we have some other Filmation releases that just came out. Groovy Ghoulies is out and the movie Journey Back to Oz. So if you want to pick those up, they're now available. And let me tell you, I watched the Groovy Ghoulies, (laughs) the documentary on there. That's crazy. It was crazy. (laughs) I'm just going to leave it at that. It was crazy. Um... (laughs) The end of the documentary is the best part in the Groovy Ghoulie set. We have to sit through the whole thing. Just yes. To get to the end. And if you're, if you're a fan of Lou Scheimer, you must buy it. I, know, I mean, um, I, you know, I, I think I'll definitely get my hands on the Groovy, on the hands on the groovy Ghoulies um, because it was, uh, it, was, it, was, it was an entertaining show. It's, you know, it's fun, I think, is the right word. Mm-hmm. Have you actually sat through the whole series yet? No, I only watched the documentary. <laughs> <laughs> I think I watched one episode that was called Shadow or Shadows. They were supposed to have it's a song a about a shadow in it, and I. Uh... <laughs> that was your yeah. That's the reason you bought the box. I could be like, it could be my theme song. Oh, I like it. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> but now we we made them listen and not fast forward because at the end we were going to tell them about our fantastic giveaway of power. That's right. Masters Cast, the first He Man Shira podcast, is having their first giveaway. Are you excited? Are you excited? I know you're excited. I can, I can feel the excitement right now. I'm scared. Uh oh. Well, guess what? We're giving away Shira Season 1, Volume 1 on DVD. And in addition to that, you'll receive a highly, highly collectible Masters Cast Podcast of Power t shirt. Why doesn't it say the first He-Man and She-Ra podcast? Because I don't know, own the names He-Man and She-Ra, and I'm not putting that on my t-shirt and getting sued. 
But it's still a very cool t-shirt. It's a very cool t-shirt. Some people actually got one in San Diego. Did I give one to you? Busta Tunes? No. no I, did. I didn't get one. Well, he'll get oh. one eventually. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I believe Emiliano got one. And then I didn't even get to interview him. Oh, no. Sadness. Sadness I'm sure Emiliano's got Skype, actually. I think. Yes, he does. Don't worry. (laughs) Emiliano will be abused soon enough. (laughs) Anyway, to enter the contest, it's completely free, and we will ship the prize to whatever country you're in. I don't care. Just remember that this disc is Region 1, so if you are unable to play a Region 1 disc, you can at least look at the pretty colors. (laughs) I'd be surprised though. Most foreign DVDs That's what should, I hear, yeah. should be compatible, you know. But anyway, you free giveaway, go to masterscast.com or if you're just that anxious, masterscast.com slash giveaway and you can fill out the form. I believe entries must be received by 11.59 p.m. Eastern Time on Tuesday, November 14th. If you submit it after that, your su- entry is void. Don't even think you're being entered. Game over. Yeah. One entry per name. I'll know if you submit more than one. Why? Because <laughs> the shadow knows. <laughs> so again, thank you f- for listening because we're giving away Shira Season 1. <laughs> Volume 1 DVD and a Masters Cast t-shirt that you can proudly wear because it's so cool In looking. a court of law, yeah. <laughs> it's so cool looking. <laughs> masterscast.com, hit up the website or masterscast.com slash giveaway. Remember to pick up She-Ra Season 1, Volume 1 on DVD. It comes out Tuesday, November 7th. I'm going to get off my soapbox. Thanks for listening. I'm John Callis, also known as The Shadow. I'm Katie Carty, also known as Rainbow Bright. And I'm James Etop, known as Buster Tones. That's right, I got that around the right way, didn't I? Yes, yes. you did. Good job. <laughs> And now, Goodbye. Uh, 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 uh. I'm sorry. We're supposed to take a journey. All right. When do we do that? We do that at the count of three. One. Well, two, all together. Yes. Yes. Okay. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Good, Good journey. journey. <laughs> <laughs> Yay. <laughs>